Hello there, and welcome back to the Riverdale Rumor, your semi-regular recap rewatch podcast of the CW's Riverdale. Uh, we go one one episode at a time, spoiler free, and we usually have better intros than this. I'm Caleb Wade, and I am here with my wonderful co-host Mary. Mary, how are you today? I am overly caffeinated, but I'm doing pretty good. Hell yeah! Don't worry, guys. I have notes this week. <laughs> we are about to talk about Chapter Five, Heart of Darkness, but. Before that, we'd like to explain some new scheduling stuff. We're busy people. We're busy people. And, you know, with everything going on, especially with, you know, the illness that is running rampant across the world. Stupidity? Well, I was going to say, sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll go with that. We'll go with that. We decided that it would be better for both of us since we do have busy schedules and busy lives and we're busy, busy businesswomen. That uh, we were going, we are going to record this podcast three episodes on three weeks on one week off. So last week was our week off. So three we will record. You will have an episode for this week, next week, and the ne- week after that, and then we'll have another week off, and so on and so forth as we progress through Riverdale. We may also have something in the cards where we're going to change up the format of one of our episodes soon. But we're still in talks, you know, it's very heated debates. I say, hey, we should do this, and Mary is just looking at her phone. And then I just think, wow, what a debate. Such yeah. wow. Yes. So pretty resolute. Much do, pretty much do whatever you tell me to at this point, so. <laughs> Blink twice if you're a hostage. You see, what's funny about that is this is an audio medium. They wouldn't have known. You do. I do. I do, and you'll never know. So, I'm going to move this a bit closer. <laughs> I love how, like, each episode just starts with me moving the mic closer. We're going to we're going to talk about episode 5 of season 1, or chapter 5, Heart of Darkness. Now, where does your, where do your notes start? Um, it starts with the introduction of Thornhill. Set mm-hmm. in, like, a dramatic scene, because everything looks, uh... Creepy. Creepy and abandoned. Uh, Jughead narrates that Thornhill is the spooky house that all of the kids avoid. And, like, Cheryl, like, comes down the stairs with this fucking candelabra and this, like, flowing red dress. Looking all sad and shit. And she, like, uh, she walks up to, like, Jason's coffin, I think. And she opens it, but no no one's there. But there's, there were, like, claw marks at the top of the coffin. So she turns around and there's, like, zombie Jason. Who still doesn't say shit. <laughs> doesn't say anything. Goes to choke her and then she wakes up. It was a nightmare. Uh, so Cheryl has a nightmare about Jason coming back from the dead. And apparently she's been sleeping in Jason's bed while working on a, the eulogy for his memorial. And Penelope Blossom, Cheryl's mom, in her best come-hither nightgown, appears in the door frame and, te- and, and tells Cheryl... Sorry, you bitch-ass bitch. You ain't speaking at no damn memorial. I'm paraphrasing. But... Only a little. Only a little. But, like, she... Uh, and she's like, God knows what you'd say to embarrass us. And then she takes a piece of paper and just crumples it in front of her. And just tosses it aside. I'm like, Jesus. Slight <laughs> like, spoilers. She doesn't get any better in this episode. This pretty much whole episode, she's kind of like the complete twat. Yeah. She's kind of awful. Also, speaking to the mic, please. Oh, am I not in the mic? Yeah, you're like barely showing oh. up. Yeah, okay. Get on closer, cause we're friends. 
Well, germs and such. <laughs> Eat germs. We'll want. We'll like just douse ourselves in hand sanitizer. It's fine. Um, we then cut to Archie boxing in in the middle of the night for air quotes football and air quotes. But Fred's like, bruh, could you not? Yeah. And uh, uh, I said, uh, Archie is boxing in the in the middle of the night with tired Fred still trying to be the best dad. Archie claims that he's trying to get back in shape to be a football camp captain and get scholarships so he can study music in college. But Fred's just like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Cool. And he kind of like looks at Archie worried. I'm like, oh, best dad. Yeah. Uh... Also, Kevin apparently has photographic memory because he sets up Sheriff Keller's Pinterest murder board exactly how they had it before the big break-in last episode. And uh, he reveals that, and Kevin reveals that there was a lot of evidence that was stolen, including video and audio police interviews with no fingerprints. So, there's that mystery going on. But, knock, knock, it's Trev, Valerie's cousin. Coming to see if he and Betty are still on for tomorrow. And Betty's like, oh, it's a date. Oh, sorry. I'll just, I'll just see you there. <laughs> and then they, they have an awkward laugh off. Kevin looks surprised. Jughead looks a tiny bit jealous. Yeah. But I wonder what that's about. Hmm. Like, is, does he have unrequited crushes on, like, Archie, now Betty? Is Kevin going to be next? Maybe Kevin already happened. Maybe Kevin already happened. It was like three years ago. <laughs> it was freshman year. No, wait, they are in like freshman year, aren't they? Sophomore? So Junior? So, Sophomore. it was seventh grade. <laughs> um, Betty explains that it is an information gathering mission when Kevin's like, Does your mama know you're dating dating men? And... <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And then I'm just like, wait, does 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 that imply that Alice would have a problem date with Betty dating, or Alice would have a problem dating black guys? Maybe she would prefer Betty date women. I mean, maybe. You no, know, it's easier to not get into trouble when it's you know women date women. Yeah, women date women. Women love women. Yeah. WLWs. So. I think that's what that means. I hope that's what that means. I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, Betty also points out that they, the three of them have access to something Sheriff Keller doesn't, the student body. Unlike the kids that were there, you know? Yeah. So. What's your next note? Um, my next note is Archie's at football practice and it does not go great. My note is, we cut to, ugh, football, and ugh, Archie being distracted for some reason, and him getting launched off his feet. Because, like, he, he's just like, I don't know if that, this actually happens in football, because I don't watch football, but, like, he was like, like, he jumped backwards, like, clear off the ground and landed. I'm just like, bruh, what? <laughs> like, that didn't look that forceful, but I don't know football. I'm a theater kid. I am homeschooled and a nerd, so I never cared. <laughs> So, Coach Clayton grows him for it and calls over Reggie to start a, quote, horse race between Archie and Reggie to be captain. Uh, Reggie thinks he deserves it because, like, if there's anyone who deserves, like, Jason's, uh, I'm trying to move this so it's, like, a bit closer, but a bit lower, so we don't have to, I don't have to project as much. <laughs> um, like, Archie, uh, Reggie's like, if there's anyone who deserves, uh, 
Jason's thing, it's me. I was like his friend. I'm like, of course you think you deserve it, Reggie. I was about to make a joke, but that's spoilers. Um, uh, best fr- d- best dad Fred comes in and pops with Hermione giving him is usually usual to go order, which is like turkey on rye, no tomato or something like that. I was not paying enough attention to that part. And then Fred's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Can I get a large coffee too? Because my son's an asshole who's <laughs> boxing all hours of the night. And he's just like, hey, by the way, can we like go on another date? And Hermione's like, Fred, I'm married. You're also married. I don't think it, I think it'd be rather uncouth if we did this. And then Fred's like, but so the drive-in that wasn't that wasn't it. You know what? That's fine. Okay, I'll just uh, I'll just go. I'll see you later. Bye. I was like, oh, yeah, poor Fred. Poor Fred. Poor Fred. Uh, he leaves with disappointment in the air. Uh, we then cut to the kids. So Veronica, Betty, Archie, Jughead, and Kevin, because Kevin's part of this still. Uh, Veronica push. Veronica pushes so many buttons in this next scene, asking Betty about Trev and asking Archie how he is in a PG or post Grundy world. And then she's like, "What? Too soon?" I'm like, "I thought you were a better person than this." No. 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 They can all be kind of uh... intolerable. Yeah, was the whole sentence. <laughs> they can be a bit. <laughs> I remember being a bit. <laughs> it ended with a ch. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not lose my mind. So we then go to uh, Betty saying, "Hey, Archie, are you sure you're just?" Are you sure you're not just throwing yourself into football so you don't have to deal with your feelings? And then Archie's like, I'm just trying to get my life back on track, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. And then Valerie swoops in like a goddess. It's just like, well, you know, if I can, you know, I can help you with that. There's this uh, adjunct prof- professor from Carson College, my mentor, Mr. Castillo. Uh, he's really good. He's a bit harsh, but he can help you if you're really into music. Call him if you want, but, you know. His spots fill up fast. And then she does that slick move of like folding the paper and then putting it in like his jacket, like chest pocket. And then just swoops on out. (laughs) Too pretty. Too pretty for this whole show. Too good. Too good. Too good. Uh, Also, she swoops on out right before Cheryl invites the Sad Breakfast Club to jason's memorial and insults veronica by implying that her family are thieves also she has one of the weirdest line deliveries i've heard in this show so far okay it was like and and if you it was something about like uh thinking of stealing like the stone the silver candelabras or something like that Mm. or the table silver tableware she just goes we'll be searching bags and then just walks off i'm like wait what she says it just like that. We'll be searching bags. I'm like, instead of, it's like, don't, instead of like, don't try it or like, don't leave. We'll be searching bags. And like, you're going to be searching. The yeah. Bag. Instead of like, don't try it. We'll be searching bags. And then she like, oh, I'm just like, ma'am, are you okay? No. Betty is just like, hey, cool it. Cool at V, she is burying her brother this weekend. 
she's burying her brother soon. And then Veronica's like, hey, Cheryl, could you not be a bitch? Um, I know this is a hard time for you, and I'm trying to be understanding, and I'm trying to help you. So can we talk and not be in an internal cat fight? Because that just ends one, one way, and neither of us would like it. So can we just be cool? And she's like, and Cheryl's like, fine, you know. If you want to be cool and you want to extend an olive branch, come to the sleepover party I'm cu- I'm cooking up. It's it's the night before uh it's the night before Jason's memorial. I don't want to be alone when I'm the night before I'm burying my brother. And then she walks up and I'm like, "Are you okay, Cheryl? I'd like to talk about where the pain began <laughs> because, like, I don't understand Cheryl as a character right now." I don't either that sometimes she seems like tolerable and sometimes she's just like really shitty to everybody and then sometimes she's just like like she's kind of weird kind of a bitch but she's like otherwise only slightly worse than an average person Mm -hmm. like it's weird like with Cheryl like I kind of feel like there can be character development there there can be a better person underneath but we're still gripping with the fact that one you're a you're awful to everybody i get that you're grieving but you're awful to everybody your your actions have ramifications with people outside of your circle you just said boys will be boys in the episode before this i believe it, it was like two episodes ago it was two episodes, it was ago, two episodes ago you can't just forget you can't just forget that also you continually imply the person that you're inviting or your family is inviting that are thieves when they're they've been nothing but kind to you mm-hmm. so ugh. so uh but and so we cut to archie having like i don't want to say war flashbacks <laughs> but like flashbacks to like him doing music and him playing football and him doing music and him playing football and him so on and so forth so he calls mr castillo and then uh, it cuts to commercial, or rather it cuts to, like, the title sequence, Riverdale. And, or the title card. And then it cuts to Mr. Castillo. Uh, Mr. Castillo, or Oscar Canasti, uh, plainly tells Archie that there are no sh- no shortcuts, that, need- that he needs to write his sheet music as Castillo doesn't teach performance, and Archie needs to write out his music sheets tomorrow. By tomorrow. Because, like, I- there's, like unless you're a prodigy... I don't I don't mess around. I I don't teach performance. I teach music theory and oh, I teach music theory. <laughs> I, I tried to I tried to like make the screen not go dark. Sorry guys. But I don't I don't teach music theory. I don't play I don't play around with that bullshit. Like you need to show commitment. It's cool that like it's cool that you're doing football. But when I was trying to do my own songs, I worked every single day, every single night. Yeah. Do you have any notes about whatever so far? Um, not a lot on that whole scene, but I mean, to be real, it's kind of, I mean, kind of fair from Oscar. Oscar, his name right? Yeah, yeah. Oscar. It's it's kind of fair for him to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm busy. I'm not going to play around teaching you how to do How that. to get into this. You're coming in way too late. You you come in prepared or you don't waste my time. Exactly. So, uh, 
We cut to Penelope and Clifford revealing their ulterior motive for inviting the founding families of Riverdale to to the memorial. They believe that Jason's killer and whoever stole Sheriff Keller's files will be in the same room. Cheryl tries to call them out on them on them calling her manipulative and awful, but they're just like, shut the fuck up. We don't. We, they don't even dignify that with a response. Wonderful parents they are. Wonderful parents. Wonderful parents. Um, Betty talks to Trev at Pops, and Trev reveals that Jason starts to, started to act weird and secretive. Trev thought they had to do with Polly since they were dating like a week before he started acting like this. But Jason was selling all of his stuff and apparently dealing drugs. Trev doesn't know much more because they stopped talking. And Betty's like, what is going on? What is going on here on this day? Uh, we cut to the Andrew. There's a lot of cutting back and forth. Like these kids are never. I kind of feel like this is going to be a problem. These kids are never in the same room. <laughs> There are briefly, and then... Then, like, it's their own storylines. And, like, I get it if it's an ensemble cast, but we need to be reminded that, A, they go to school, and B, like, I hope this doesn't become a problem in future seasons, is all I'm saying. Um, Back in the Andrews household, Valerie and... (coughs) Every time I write Valerie, it's always in caps. (laughs) Because, like, Valerie! So... Uh, back at the Andrews household, Valerie and Archie are taking some musical notation. Valerie is leaning over the, uh, Valerie is, uh, leaning over Archie's shoulder like the musical goddess she is. I say she's gorgeous. Uh, Fred walks in and does the whole, hey, you kids rock. And with Valerie smiling, oh, well, thank you, Mr. Andrews. And then Fred's like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna close the door. Not all the way, but, you know, <laughs> just, you kids do your music. And is like, Dad, leave. We're trying to do music. Ugh. I say Fred is the best. Betty comes uh, home to Hal working on their car. And they try to have a conversation about Polly. And it's kind of revealed that Betty's quite handy with a wrench. Like, she is like, hey, grab that wrench and tighten that for me. And then Betty kind of does it without hesitation. I'm like, well, I don't know. So I guess she's been working on cars with her dad for a while. That's, yeah. that's a little, that's a little, like... I mean, I think it, it's revealed at this point. She is pretty, like, innovative and handy sometimes. But yeah. she wants to do, like, body things. Lockpicking, journalism, mecha- uh, mechanics, dealing with Archie, carrying Archie, carrying Archie. <laughs> I mean, if she could get her head out of her own butt for a while, she could actually have a pretty, like, good career, like, with whatever she chooses. Exactly. But no, she'd rather be like, Oh, hey, Archie, how's it going? And Archie's like, I'm looking at everyone but you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, Polly tried to harm herself after Jason and Polly had a fight. Uh, because, uh, Hal came home and, uh, apparently he kind of bust open the door, uh, to the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom because Polly wasn't responsive and the water was running. So that's kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, Betty tells Jughead and Jughead's like, well, we can't talk to Jason, but we can snoop around his room. And then Betty's like, cool, lit, let's do it. (laughs) 
Uh, Archie gets incredibly distracted during practice because he's trying to have it all and damages his playing hand because he couldn't remember his plays because he was up all night writing music. Veronica's like, then Veronica kind of wraps his hand saying, bruh, take care, take care of yourself. This hand could be worth millions. It could touch millions. (laughs) It could touch money. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What were you about to say? Um, Spoilers? No, it says... Uh, oh, no. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, don't worry, this hand could be made of millions one day. Millions? Well, thousands. Yeah. Hundreds. Twenties. Maybe. Street corner twenties. Absolutely. You could touch money one day. <laughs> This is this could be your meal ticket, meal voucher, coupon. <laughs> Out of here! <laughs> oh God! So, as uh, Veronica tells him that she he, he should take better care of himself because he can't have a music career if he can't play a dummy. Miss Castillo. Okay, so I made that that earlier joke prematurely. Miss Castillo, Oscar, if you nasty. <laughs> Goes over the hastily written sheet music and the lack of dedication that Archie is showing and says, like, look, man, I don't really think I can help you. Like, I, I'm i not saying you should quit, but I don't think that you and I are going to connect in the way that your music, te- your music teacher connected with you. Well, yeah. And then while we were kind of, like, rewatching it while messing around with makeup, like, uh, oh, crap. I, this was, we were supposed to be doing makeup during this. Oh. oh well, oh. oh well, it's done now. It's done now. We're already producing. <laughs> I'm a natural beauty, best shot in the wide. Not, not close up. But I actually thought, like, when he was saying that, um, that Miss Grundy, you know, liked his work, and he and Oscar, like, turned around and he was kind of hesitating, saying it. So, well, I hate to say this, but. And then I thought he was going to, like, actually call him out, like, well, maybe Miss Grundy just wanted you to, you know, just want to spare this your feelings. Hi- or, or just hyped you up a bit because this is kind of juvenile. Yeah. Like, I kind of made the joke, like, while we were watching this again, it's just like, I don't think we're going to be able to connect the way you want, that you and Miss Grundy were able to. I mean, unless you want to drop trial right now. <laughs> but then he wouldn't know that, so... Not- well, I don't know. Wouldn't it be spread all over the news because of Alice? I don't think... I think the deal was if she leaves town, they wouldn't do anything about Fair it. Fair enough, yeah. Because if it did get around, then she could be arrested. For- yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, like, I hate to say this, bro, but like, I don't think I can help you. And then I was just like, are you telling me I should quit? <laughs> And then Mr. Castillo's like, I don't know about that, friend, but... It's just like, no, I just can't help I just you. can't help you. Sorry. Then we cut to the most awkward dinner ever, with Veronica being the only one at the sleepover Cheryl wanted to have, and Penelope and Clifford interrogating her. We also get our first, <laughs> our first glimpse of Nana Blossom, who's indisposed because of dementia. <laughs> I don't know if she's actually, like, dementia or anything. Maybe she just gets a little sleepy in the afternoon. Yeah. She she uses her she uses her third eye and by third eye I mean the one that she's blind in <laughs> to look into the future. 
Clifford asks Veronica about her her dad. Yeah. It's like it must have been awful, you know, like seeing him being dragged away like that in front of your family and your neighbors. And then Veronica's like, you know, I think the worst part of it was that like it happened so fast. He was there and then he wasn't. And then Penelope is just like, <laughs> she doesn't say anything. It's just like, oh, also like Veronica's like, oh, well, thank you for having me. You know, thank you for inviting me to dinner, you know, and the sleepover. And, and Penelope is just like, Cheryl wanted to have you. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you're here. I'm like, bitch, damn. Could you not at least be polite? No, of course not. Like, even if this is like just dropped on you. I mean, isn't that a thing that when friends come over, parents are usually generally not nice? not fucking Penelope Blossom. I mean, even if she's mad at her daughter for whatever reason, she could at least be nice. Apparently, not to the lodges or anyone else. For or that anyone matter. else. Like the only one that I've seen that we see her be nice to is like Archie. And that's just because he looks so much like Jason. Yeah. I'll, we'll get to that, but I'm gonna kind of sk- my and my notes kind of skipped ahead a little bit because the natural continuation of the ske- scene was after like it cut away for some reason. Like, there's a lot of cutaways. Yeah. So like, not cutaway gags, but just cutaways to like other situations, and like the natural conclusion of the scene was like Cheryl and Veronica talking like in her bedroom, and Cheryl's like, "Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. They don't want to let me like, they don't want to let me." uh speak at jason's memorial and then veronica's like well i'll help you i'll help you whatever i'll I'll help you do whatever you can and like fuck them like what what's the worst that can happen it's like oh well they'll they'll do their worst they'll kill me i'm like fuck wait dramatic (laughs) that's pretty dramatic but also did you notice that they like and i know this is just a thing with riverdale Mm -hmm. but it never ceases to amaze me sometimes they're like at a sleepover and Mm. first off cheryl isn't like fucking amazing lingerie like yeah it's very low-cut lingerie like like she's not trying to bond with a new bestie she's trying to seduce veronica or she could be this is like cruel intentions all over again (laughs) have you ever seen cruel intentions i have it's been years oh my gosh sarah michelle keller thought she could be a villain um (laughs) but everyone knew her from buffy it's just like oh look at buffy trying to be evil look at that that ain't that cute Oh my goodness, look at her. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, okay, I, I always I always want to say it like this. Meanwhile, across town, I, I can't remember where I got that from. Meanwhile, across town, Hermione receives a message from the Southside Serpents in the form of a box filled with snakes. Duh. <laughs> um, she calls Fred, who takes care of it, and says like, Hey, you know, I'm here for you whenever. But why the fuck didn't you call the police? I'm paraphrasing. Why the fuck didn't you call the police or animal control services before calling me? And then Hermione's like, Hermione lets Fred know that she's that he is the only one she trusts in this bitch of an earth, <laughs> and that her husband owes the money, and that she doesn't want him involved. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, so it's like it's Hiram. He owes the serpents money. I don't want you involved. Don't do it. Don't be involved. I keep pressing the wrong button to wake it up. Don't be involved, Fred. I'm scared. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, goodness. 
the next day, the day of the mo- uh, memorial, Betty and Jughead have a cute little moment as Jughead shows up in a suit and tie with his hat still on. I noticed that. And it's just like, well, that's uh, all I could come up with on a short notice. Like, actually, and hear me out. I think Jughead could pull off the suspenders look. Just the suspenders and like the button-up shirt with mm. the nice slacks. I think he could pull that off, but I would rather see him like in like a vest. Just a vest, dress shirt, sleeves rolled up. Whatever fucking tie he wants, I don't give a shit. Because it's gonna, it's gonna be if it's a long tie, it'll be hidden in the vest, and if it's a bow tie, it's a bow tie. Nice slacks, nice shoes. Yeah. He, he can keep the hat. I don't give a shit. Like no, I don't know about the hat. Ugh. I don't think the hat should be there. No. Oh boy, I remembered what next episode was, um. and we'll get to that hat in a second. <laughs> So, as people file into the memorial, also there was, I don't know if you saw this, but there was, like, this random woman who was, like, in, like, a black leather jacket or, like, a black suit jacket and, like, short shorts and, like, fishnet, like, stockings and heels. No. Like, walking in, I'm like, girl, what? I <laughs> This is a memorial, ma'am. This is a, is, this is in memoriam, ma'am. I, I didn't remember that. I wasn't, my. Also, I noticed how we're, like, breezing through this. Yeah. It's amazing how fast this actually goes when you have notes and stuff. And Don't do this. Don't do this to me. And it's not just like... An hour of me losing my fucking mind. Yeah, which is entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But, you know. I mean, I tried. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for Ebola. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> Oh, boy. Also, like, this episode is okay, but there's not much to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not like episode three where we can have, like, prolonged discussions. Yeah. Gotta move this since we're landing back. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's know how far. A lot of it is just, like, it feels like it's all filler to, like, get you up to speed. So episode six, that may have something actually worth watching, is you're, you're all caught up. In yeah, and it's things. just, like, it's not like it's holding anything like, all we get mostly is Penelope being a bitch to literally everyone. Especially her daughter. And every time... I'm sorry, what was that? Especially her daughter? Especially? Especially. <laughs> okay, whatever. You're the one who wanted me to have notes. <laughs> so, oh, hi, baby girl. Are you... She's like, I'm just gonna... I'm trying to I'm trying to make this bed cute. <laughs> Give me a sec. Trying to become... Oh... She's like, don't fucking look at me. I'm trying to get cute. Oh, pop. Oh, <laughs> we just paused in the podcast just to watch my dog make a little bed out of the blanket that she has. Oh, baby. Need some help. That's okay. So, uh, as people file into the memorial, Hermione tries to honestly offer her condolences like, Look, Penelope, I'm so sorry. You know, I want to offer my condolences. And Penelope is like, oh, that's that's so gracious of you, Hermi- uh, Hermione. And she kind of like does a polite kiss on the cheek. And then Penelope doesn't let her go. It's like, you think you can try and do this to me, bitch? I'm paraphrasing. but <laughs> What is she doing to her anyway? Like, uh, oh, so you, it's like, oh, so you thought it'd be real cute to offer your condolences, didn't you? And there's like, and Hermione rightfully is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And there's like, oh, so you came to gloat, haven't you? With some 
choice words from your husband, perhaps. What? And then I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's just like, and all this is whispered to Hermione. It's just like, it's like, Penelope's like, I know your game. And then Hermione's like, literally, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to, I'm trying to actually be nice to you. So, uh, yeah, but Pen- Penelope assumes that she's there to gloat and flaunt warmest welcomes and re- warmest regards, not welcomes, <laughs> welcome to death, uh, warmest regards to, from Hiram, big oof. Uh, Archie offers Penelope Jason's jersey. Do you have any notes on that part before I continue? On the offering the jersey? Yeah. Which is very nice. Like, probably a thing that should always be done. Anyway. Yeah, like, it's probably the nicest thing Archie's done so well, far. Yeah, I mean, I think that should be just, like, standard, though. Like, if your kid dies is, and they're, like, on a football team or something, they shouldn't. But here's but here's the thing, Jason was established like water polo and football. Yeah, like where's the water polo team? Why don't they care? (laughs) They all just banded after Jason's death. It's never been the same. There was no water polo before and after Jason. He was the only one on the team. He was the only one on the team. team. I got it, coach. No, it's just like. It's like, hey, you got it, Jason? And Jason just gives a thumbs up because he can't fucking speak in this entire fucking series. <laughs> like, or, or rather, this entire freaking season, probably. And it's just like, why can't you just let Jason speak in a flashback? We well, just hear his voice once. I, does the actor have an awkward voice? Hey, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to Pops Strawberry Milkshake? <laughs> I think you're real squall, Polly Cooper. <laughs> you want to go out? <laughs> but when we meet Polly, she's like, his voice was always the warmest regard I needed in my life. <laughs> so how about we watch Charlie's Angels full throttle tonight? <laughs> I really like Drew Barrymore's work and she's a redhead like me. Or what if it was just like odd for his like for his stature? Just like Hey. So like do you wanna like I don't know. Get like a milkshake or something. I have water polo I have water polo practice. Yeah, I'm the only one on the team, so whatever. Some of the girls think I'm cute. Some of the guys think I'm cute. I could have been bi, but I'm dead. So like I guess the barrier gay trope. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I've never had any lines. The answer to life is 42. <laughs> no, it's the life sciences question. Question 42 would answer 42. Yeah. So, like, Jason Blossom is my name. Don't wear it out. I'm sure you won't, because my murder is pretty much the overarching mystery of this entire fucking season. So, like, yeah. Hi. Jason Blossom. Hi. And people have to, like, lean into you, right? Sorry, what the fuck was that, Jason? Like, what did you say? I said that you're a baby back bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, how could you say that about (laughs) about your teammates? I don't know. 
<laughs> Anyone else think that Christian Slater's hot? I kind of do. I feel like if I, had a, if I had a hall pass from Polly, that'd be him. It'd be him. Christian Slater. Or Jason Momoa. Or Jared Leto, if I was real freaky. Or Jared Leto, if I was real freaky. So who's this Veronica? I'm dead. Sorry. <laughs> he, never met, he never met Veronica. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> Archie offers Penelope Jason's jersey, with Penelope remarking the physical similarity between Jason and Archie while stroking his cheek and hair. Yeah. It's like, oh, you look just like him. And then Kevin is rolling all of us. Jughead's kind of glancing back. Betty's looking like kind of worried, and Jason's just disgusted. Um, oh wait, did I say Jason? <laughs> Jason's like, "Hey, you may be dead, but I can still see you from purgatory." Don't know where I'm going. Don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. I mean, don't really know. Like my character was never really established, so. Purgatory. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, we we still have Twitter here. Jesus has the most followers, and then Shaq. So, I'm like 3,997,000 on that list. But I'm above Charo, so fuck you. <laughs> hey. Hey. Why didn't you stroke my face, Mommy? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so Kevin looks back on... Oh, literal. Um, Kevin looks with disgust and confusion. Uh, but Betty peeps Hal and Clifford having a disagreement over alcohol, like whiskey. Well, Clifford's saying, you shouldn't have a DUI going home. Well, I would hate to, You'd hate to see it, wouldn't you, Hal? And then Hal's just like... Well, I'm Miff, but I'm not saying anything. And Betty's like, who is this man accosting my father? They must have a heated argument. So, she can't say anything. Uh, Valerie is also there, but she's like, she. I don't think she says anything in the moment. No. She's, she's just, just there like, being all stunning and stuff. So. Her comforting presence is for all of them. Because she's a goddess. And Cheryl walks in. She's in all white. She's in the dress that she wore when they lost Jason. She's in all white because, of course, she is. She gives a rather cheerful eulogy about her JJ. JJ. Yep. Her JJ. I don't like that for several reasons. One of them is all you gotta do is add VA at the top of it. Yeah, that is one. Also, the JJ sounds like... I mean, if a three-year-old calls her brother JJ because she can't quite say his full name yet, mm-hmm. that makes That's sense. adorable. It's adorable, and it makes total sense. You're like, mm-hmm. I can understand that. But or, She's 16. Or even like... No, her, she's 17. Yeah. Because Jason's 17. And calling her, him JJ all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like every, every once in a while, if she says it to him, it might be like just sweet, but... That's just what she calls him. See, I call public. my brother Drew sometimes, but that's like, that's just we, me and my me and my mom call him Drew. They call me Kay sometimes. 
This makes sense. It also sounds less toddler-like. Yeah. Which Cheryl and her family are creepy as shit to begin yeah, with. Yeah, they're they're fucking weird. So adding like a toddler-like speech when referring to her brother is just. <laughs> it's even more. Also, weird. like she gives a eulogy about how she, uh, Jason said, "Hey, we should celebrate our birthday on the same day." Have adjoining parties. Yeah. Because does the same day. Come on, Caleb. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up, Pearl. Wake up. Um, <laughs> people will get that, hopefully. Uh, but because apparently no one wanted to come to Cheryl's birthday party. No one at all. Yeah. That's kind of hardcore for a little baby Even Cheryl. Even her mom. <laughs> I don't know about you, Cheryl, but this candy, this candy corn... This candy corn, no, this cotton candy buffet is lit. <laughs> Draped in maple syrup. Ew, can't cotton candy and maple syrup. I I believe it though. Maple syrup, cotton candy though. We cracked the code. The code is that Cher- Penelope Blossom's a bitch. So, <laughs> uh, then Penelope is like. Okay, that was nice, I suppose. We're going to reconvene in the winter salon for a light sup. And it was like, okay. And then Hermione's like, oh, hey, Fred, how are you? And Fred's like, yeah, I kind of was late, but I wanted to pay my respects, you know, because, you know, I'm a good person. And then we're just like, yes, you are, Fred. You are a good person. And then he's like, well, do you know that bookkeeping position? Well, no snakes. If you're interested. Then Hermione's like, oh, yes, yes, Fred, please, yes. And then she hugs him very cheerfully. Uh, Betty and Jughead go with snooping in Jason's room. When Anna Blossom, who was hiding in the corner of the room, going, hello, dears, hello. Do you remember Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Do you remember the war? I remember the war. Voldemort was a wizard Hitler. I remember Hitler. I used to babysit him for extra cash. I knew I should have spanked him more. Or less. I bet he was a freak like that. (laughs) Do you remember Saved by the Bell? (laughs) That Mario Lopez could do whatever he wanted with this frail body. But that bitch Maggie Smith took my role from the Harry Potter series. I was like, Nana Blossom, what are you talking about? Taxes! <laughs> Taxes, death, and robots, dear. Polly, dear, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> I'm so glad Alice isn't in this episode. I don't want to top that with ASMR Alice. <laughs> Actually... Yeah, I'm just so glad that I have just had this woman in journalism retreat. And there's some heat in the background. And, you know, it's a bit cold out of town here. But, you know, I'm so glad that my hotel room has heating. Oh, you know, you know I would really pick up the spot. A nice blood orange. I could really use a blood orange right now. So, what were you saying? <laughs> it's like, Alice... You had a panel for 45 minutes and all you talked about was blood oranges. <laughs> and black raspberries. I have a very specific skill set, Danietta. <laughs> so, 
Nana Blossom thinks that Betty is Polly, and Nana Blossom also reveals that she gave Polly a ring that has been in the Blossom family for generations for a wedding between her and Jason that she was she she was still living for. The only thing she, she was, was living for. <laughs> Fuck you, Cheryl. Like the your wedding was the last thing I was living for. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I get it. But. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. So, like. It was for a wedding between uh, Jason and Polly. And Betty, who's plucked, runs out there and was like, I can't. Who? My name. Huh. <laughs> and then Jack has like, fuck, I guess I got a follower. So Penelope gives a tearful Cheryl, a tongue lashing, banning her from the river vixen, the river vixens, viscans. (laughs) And she would, she threatened to send her a boarding school in Europe, but she won't if, because she basically says no one would have Cheryl. Say, no, Cheryl, you did this all for yourself. (laughs) And she throws her shawl at Cheryl. I will send you to boarding school if anyone would have you. Well, you're banned from the Vixens. And then she just walks out, she storms out, and Cheryl's crying. And she kind of looks up, and Veronica's, like, plucked, watching it from, like, a cracked door. Veronica sees the, the whole thing. We cut to Pops, who Archie's like, man, I don't know if... I don't know if I'm doing the right thing with my music. I feel bad. I don't, like... I don't know what I'm doing. And then Valerie, the goddess that she is, she's like, wait, hold up. Wait a second. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So Miss so Miss Grundy says that your music is good and you think your music is good. Miss Castillo says that your music is bad and you think your music is bad? Just trying to, trying to piece it all together here. Like, and she, Archie wants to go, well, me. like, oh, well, I don't know. And then Valerie, the goddess that she is, the inspiration, the shining star of the Pussycats. I don't know who, there's Valerie, Melody, and whoever she is. Whoever the third one is. It's something in the Pussycats. Valerie says, you want, I'm going to quote her with a little bit of a pause in the middle. Uh, she, she, Valerie's not having any of it. She's paying Archibald Andrews nooch. Nothing. So she goes, you want me to wallow with you? I don't have time. And then Archie's like, "Well, well, you have a band backing you up. It's it's easier. It's easy for you. No, it's not easy. It's hard. It's almost impossible. But let me ask you this right now: Who's telling you you can't do your music? Your coach, Mr. Castillo, your dad, or is it just you?" And I'm just like, and it cut, and it cuts to Archie, and like, it cuts away. I'm like, ugh, drag him. Read him. My heart. Our hearts. Valerie. (laughs) This beautiful, wonderful woman. God. Haley Law. Ugh. Ugh. So, Betty interrogates Hal about the engagement between Jason and Polly. And Hal shares that apparently the Coopers and the Blossoms have been in a blood feud ever since the great-great-grandpappy times. (laughs) Apparently they're selling like syrup together and the Blossoms wanted all the credit. And so Cheryl's great, great grandfather killed Betty's great, great grandfather. And Betty's like, bruh, 
That has nothing to do with you. What the fuck are you talking about? Where is Polly? And then Hal's like, she's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Polly's sick. And that Polly isn't going to come home until she isn't sick anymore. And that Jason made her sick. I'm like, that is not a good way to look at mental illness in any form. Yeah, I mean, I guess she he's considering, like, if she had a mental breakdown, it was him causing it. But chances are there were other underlying issues that weren't being addressed. <coughs> Alice! <coughs> Could be Alice. We don't know. Also, there was a scene, I don't think I brought this up, there was a scene earlier where uh, Hal was looking at, um, I didn't write it down in my notes, but uh, there, there was a scene where Hal was looking at old, like, home videos about oh, Polly, yeah. and, and he was just, like, drinking a beer and watching, I'm like, is this what you do when Alice is away? Are you okay? Do you need therapy, sir? I'm sure there's therapists in Riverdale. Not open at like 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock, however late it was. I mean, like, he could talk about it tomorrow. What? Okay. So, Veronica, it cuts to Veronica and Hermione. Veronica's like, well, I'm so happy and privileged to have a mom who loves me. (laughs) Who wants to protect me. The Hermione's like, well... Well, wait, bitch, it gets worse. (laughs) There's a story I gotta tell you. I'm paraphrasing. So, Archie gets the football captain position, but he refuses as he wants to save a place in his big stupid-ass heart for whatever he wants to do with his music. Cue cue a montage with shareless between a goddess and a stupid redhead. Valerie and Archie, if you didn't... If you're not catching on. Uh, Cheryl hallucinating Jason at his grave. And then we cut to Betty and Jughead, who, and Betty's just like, I don't even know my parents anymore, Jug. I don't know what to do. And then Jughead's like, well, if your parents are lying about this, there's probably a lot of thing that, things they haven't told you. It would stand to reason. So we may be getting closer to what happened during the drive-in. And then Betty realizes, oh God, wait. Whoever stole the files wasn't at the drive-in. My dad wasn't at the drive-in. He must have stolen the files. And then it cuts to Hal actually looking through files. Yeah. And evidence. And a picture. The only mention of Alice is that we get a picture of her at the end. Because Hal's looking at one. Oh, yeah. So, I guess guess the actress can still be paid. I'd want to be paid. You gonna share my likeness? Pay me. No. I wonder if, like, I wonder what actually happens on sets, like, if you're not written into an episode. You still get the day off, like, paid day off, or... Do you, just... you get a paid day off? Is it by episode? Or do you just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, I got, like, my kid's birthday party. And they're like, okay, cool. Be in the next episode. Cool. Okay, sweet. Let me know. Bye. I'll fly out. So, how, since Hal wasn't at the drive-in that night, the two add the Coopers to their murder board, their Pinterest murder board. And Jughead's like, we need to talk to Polly. And that's the end of the episode. All in all, uh, do you have any more notes? or? Um, that's it. 
What did you think of this episode, Mary? It was a little bit on the slower end of it. Um, you know, of course, not a lot of big things happened. Not a lot of problematic things happened either. It was like a, I guess this is their run of the course episode. Yeah, I mean, other than, oh my gosh, Penelope Blossom. Jeez. For some, I mean, I know. She has one mode. Bitch. <laughs> I know the whole she just lost her son thing. And that's a huge thing. And I, I can't say that if I ever was in that, I wouldn't be. But she's not even, like, crying or sad or anything like that. Like, she's just straight up hateful to her own daughter and it, to everybody else. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the Blossoms. I really don't know about, like, I don't know about this whole serpent business either. Because, like, I... I get that it's, like, a plot point for Hermione, but it's gonna continually drag Fred in. And I'm just like, okay. And it was revealed that she was the one, or Hiram was the one that bought the drive-in. Yeah. And, like, was paying the serpents to, like, cause havoc. So is she really like Fred, or is this part of her master plan? Is she just a pawn? I don't know. Like, I don't know where Hermione is gonna go. And, like... I don't know where Penelope's gonna go. I'm kind of glad we didn't have Alice's episode because I think it would just be a, an added... Though I could make fun with ASMR, Alice would just be an added stress, you know? And uh, like I can't uh, deal with all of her bitchiness while we're de- dealing with With Penelope? Of, yeah. Also, I didn't like Veronica in this episode, or Cheryl. I never liked Cheryl. Veronica is usually tolerable at best. Yeah, tolerable at best. Just... But there's not a lot of, like... There's not a whole lot of Betty and Jughead either. I mean, there's bits yeah. and pieces, but I guess the main focus here was is Archie. Was Archie and Cheryl? Yeah, I do want to see more Valerie though. I know Valerie's She's good. Like swoop in, swoop out, swoop a doop 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 doop. Perfect hairstyles, bright ass eyes. Just beautiful. Just gorgeous. And smart and talented and like. Completely flawless. Completely flawless. I love her, thanks. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way. In a way, we all want a Valerie in our lives. Yeah. We all need that person to swoop in, swoop out, like, hey, you can do this. Stop beating yourself up. Or, hey, shut the fuck up, you're good. Or, hey, cut the shit. Cut the shit. You know what to do. Get to work. Yeah. We all need a Valerie in our lives. Well, do we even want to do a rumor for this episode? Mm. Mm. I can think of one. Um, my rumor is that Polly doesn't actually exist. It is a alternate. Um, it's an alternate personality of Betty, and her, her family just goes along with it because they don't want to cause her like undue mental trauma. Yeah. Uh, for me. Hmm. My rumor is that since we haven't, um, my rumor is that Jughead's dad, who we don't know his name, but we do know that he was the serpent that was interacting with Hermione. With those eyes. Yeah, the black raspberry gentleman. Uh, those, I, I fucking the camera. So, uh, <laughs> Jughead's dad wasn't the one that sent the box. He said, hey, loser, 
send it yourself. And it was Ethel. And then Ethel's like, cool, I'm in a gang. I have friends. <laughs> then Jughead's dad's like, yeah, kid, okay, sure, just go home. Just go home, kid. <laughs> no, so my rumor is Ethel tried to join the serpents, but they're just like, go home, kid. You're too kind for this world. Just go, just fucking go home. <laughs> and that will do it for us. Thank you for joining us. We have a Twitter now. Oh boy, so if you want to bother us on Twitter, uh, tell us how we're doing, you know. What? what? Oh, I don't know. Okay, fine. Um, my phone buzzed for some weird reason. If you want to tell us how we're doing, we are at Riv Rumor Pod. That is R-I-V-R-U-M-O-R-P-O-D. Riv Rumor Pod. You can also send emails to us at, uh, I believe... Uh, Riverdale Rumor at gmail.com, I believe. Something like that. Something like that. We'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day and keep uncovering secrets. Bye, guys. You want to say? <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say you want to say bye, and you're like, bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>